welcome to the Cantina Chatter Podcast, where we talk about uh, all things that are extended from Victoria's Cantina on YouTube. Um, so basically, that means Star Wars, Star Wars, and more Star Wars, and a little bit of other things mixed in there, other fun topics, and cool stuff, in my in my opinion. Uh, first episode of 2023. Um, now, this episode that you're going to listen to in just a little bit uh, was actually recorded in January of 2022, uh, and I'm just really behind on editing podcast episodes. I have several that I need to get edited and and shared, and finally I'm having a little bit of time to work on that. Um, so a little bit of news. Uh, I've been really busy, and I guess that's not really news because, um, you know, when people are busy in their daily lives, their content kind of takes a backseat, and I have been super busy with work. Um, I also go to school, um, but if you've Follow me on uh, social media. You've probably also seen an announcement I made last week. Um, I had cancer and it was one of those things that you don't really expect to happen like when it does, because I mean, it's I guess it's not a surprise. It's, it's a surprise and it's well, it's it's unwelcome anytime you you get that news. But I'm kind of at an age where I didn't really expect that to happen yet. Uh, and it was it was just really it, it was, it was, it was a little bit shocking and it was a little bit, uh, challenging to deal with. Um, but thankfully, uh, I've had some amazing, amazing, uh, doctors and advocates and, and, um, some great care. And I'm proud to say that I'm cancer free. I dealt with it. Um, I had stage two papillary thyroid cancer and, um, it was a pretty, pretty good size, um, malignancy, but, um, I had to have my thyroid removed. It's gone. I'm on medication now. Um, and I'm just over a week, um, post surgical. So you can probably tell my voice isn't hundred percent. Um, my stamina isn't hundred percent yet. Um, I'm still, you know, recuperating my energy little by little. Um, and yeah, so, <laughs> Um, I'm probably not going to be recording at least any new episodes or, you know, anything anytime too soon because I still need to regain my strength. I need to regain my vocal abilities because that's been pretty big hindrance. Um, you know, when, when the surgery is right there at your, basically on top of your vocal cords, it's kind of a, an impact. It's going to have an impact. So, um, but I do want to say thank you. I uh, really appreciate all your kind words on, on Instagram and Twitter and, and everything. And so thank you for that. And really appreciate you guys very much as always. And, um, you know, I, I've got things that I am working on for the channel. I've got things that I am working on for the live stream, um, the weekly live stream with, uh, some guests, old and new old favorites and, uh, hopefully new favorites too. That'll be coming soon. I want to get that started within the next couple of weeks and then make that you know, a regular thing again, but it's just because I've been dealing with this for the last, for a while now, a little while now, um, it's, you know, content has taken a backseat and, you know, but now I think I'm ready to kind of focus on it a little bit more. So, uh, thank you for your support. Appreciate your patience. And, uh, all that being said, we're going to get into this episode. It's our very first episode of 2023. You will hear some confusion on my part saying that it's 2021. Um, and then Dan Curtis saying, no, it's 2022 because I mean, yeah, I was confused at the time, but that was in, that was a year ago. It was over a year ago now that we recorded this, this episode, but yeah, it is 2023. Um, but this episode was recorded in January, 2022. Um, that said, it's still a great episode. 
focusing on the retrospective. I know a lot of people have been asking me about that uh, at conventions. I get asked about it at um, online. Hey, Victoria, what's happening with the Star Wars modern toy lane retrospective? Well, it's been a while, but here's the uh, first episode in our continuation of that series. So we're going to be talking about the 30th anniversary collection with none other than Dan Curto. And I'm really happy to talk to Dan um, once again on, on Cantina Chatter podcast. And there will be a part two of this episode where we'll get into the vehicles and multi-packs and all the extra stuff um, just because of how big this toy line was. And then a part three in which we focus on Saga Legends, which will be coming up at a later date. Um, but for now, let's get into the 30th anniversary collection, which is one of the most remarkable, incredible lines that Hasbro's ever done for Star Wars. I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, relax, kick back, pull up a, a drink, your favorite beverage, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. This is the first episode of 2021, and we are continuing the series that we kickstarted back in, I think it was 2018. It's been a few years now since we started this, but you know what? The modern Star Wars line is just so big, so expansive, uh, so many lines that we've gotten since 1995, and each of them uh, deserves its uh, its time to be uh, reminisced upon and, and recalled and discussed uh, in detail. And um, really glad that we have another episode in this series. And uh, who better to talk the 30th anniversary collection from 2007 than uh, the man himself, Dan Curto? Welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I should point out that it is now 2022. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to take me a while to do. I know it's it's always like that with me too. Whenever I have to write dates down, I'm like twenty. No, 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 twenty two. Okay, forget it. <laughs> Thank you. No, you know it's funny. Last night I was getting because um, yeah, I'm on holiday break right now, but I go back to work on Monday, and I was starting to get assignments ready for the students, and I started creating these um, logs that they fill out, and I put 2021, and I was like, oh no, I have to go back and fix it. Um, but yeah, it's just gonna take a while for me to get into that habit of writing 2022. It's such a weird thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know it. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for having me back. It's always a, a pleasure. And I, you know, obviously enjoy talking about all this stuff. And this particular wave, this particular year, rather, um, is, is I consider it, uh, a lot of other people consider it, one of the golden eras of collect of modern Star Wars collecting. There's just so much came out this year. They really pulled out all the stops. They treated it as a movie year and just hit all of the bells and whistles for every single release which was at the time was was amazing for sure um the uh 30th anniversary collection was was huge it was expansive it built upon all the awesome stuff that came the previous year with the saga collection and uh it touched on all the bases at that point in in star wars you got a little bit of everything from all the different films and uh you know this was before the, right before the clone wars show came out this was before uh, obviously, years before um, the sequels, anything like that. So the focus here was primarily on the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy. Um, but you also got some expanded universe stuff. You got the Force Unleashed. It was a very expansive line, and it really built upon um, all the stuff we had gotten previous to this. So definitely one of my favorite lines. And like you said, it's from the golden age of Star Wars action figure collecting. 
right? And and each each figure came with something that was a nice nod to the old Power of the Force Kenner line. They came with a special collector's coin, which was which was really really a nice addition and uh, some variations to the coins as well as we'll get into. Yeah, for sure. Um, that was a really cool pack-in. So, Dan, let's talk about, let's set the scene here. Let's, let's go back to 2007. Okay. Uh, I think this line started hitting, I want to say it was maybe something like February or so, if I recall correctly, that this started making it to retail. Is that about what you remember, too? Yes, yes. They, they, uh, they, they had a release schedule. And I remember talking with Hasbro a lot back in those days. Um, where their their idea was that a new wave of figures would be in stores on shelves uh, every six weeks throughout the year, so very right. ambitious. Especially you know you think about today, that's like unheard of. That's right. Um, I, I remember that. I remember hearing that. I don't know if it was from you or reading it somewhere at that point, but yeah, that uh, you know definitely not what we see now. Now it's like every six months in some cases. Right. It feels like. Yes, yeah. and 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 you know, like like we were saying before, a lot of stuff that um, like vehicles and things like that specifically were were carry forwards from previous lines, like the the Revenge of the Sith line, the Saga Collection line, and they added in what was my person one of my favorite lines ever was the comic packs. Yeah, and I mean we'll get into all that, but that to me that was such a fun thing because I'm a big comic book collector. And seeing they were just reprint comics, they weren't original tales. Oh, and believe me, I did try to talk them into doing that. Um, <laughs> but there, there was uh, a lot of excitement throughout the years, throughout the this particular year. It, it carried over into two thousand eight a little bit too. Mm. Um, but there was so, like I said, with so much release, so many great figures in the line, and a lot of chances taken, not only with like expanded universe, but like with just their own let's say Hasbro creations mm-hmm. that you just would not see nowadays. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Um, so 2007, it's kind of hard to believe that this is 15 years ago. When you think about it, that 2007 was 15 years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing in 2007, Dan? Um, documenting all these figures. <laughs> yeah. Documenting all these figures. You were, you were there in the midst of all this and, you know, I wasn't creating content back then, but I was collecting, I was yeah. reading your stuff. I was following uh, rebel scum and galactic hunter and, you know, those, the sites from back then that were popular. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this was a uh, 2007 for me personally, you know, it was a very memorable year that was like right before I moved um, to California and um, kind of been here ever since. It's hard to believe it's that long now, but um yeah yeah good times um you know if i'm trying to think 15 years i would have been 15 years younger as well um so definitely you know different things going on in my life compared to now but um i am still collecting you're you're still here talking about star wars as well so um we're still in it yeah it's funny how how things change but uh don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this was this was my this was my full-time job was to photograph the toys and update the website and interview people. I traveled a lot. Um, back then, I would go to Toy Fair, San Diego Comic Con. I went to all the celebrations. I went to uh, Japan for Celebration Japan. That was in 2008. And uh, Dallas had a couple of shows um, that particular year. 
and there was New York Comic Con. I went there, so I did. I did a lot of traveling, and you know, while this line was happening and going on, I also worked with has not what worked for. I worked as an advisor, I guess, um, with Hasbro on like the collector base. So I was sort of like the voice of the collectors in, in the Hasbro mind. So I, you know, with the Saga Legends poll the year before, and as we'll get to one of the waves um, in this particular line, um, I had a direct input into, which was very exciting, you know, obviously, um, and uh, sort of a unique opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you were definitely keeping busy with all of this. And um, uh, I think what we're going to do is for this episode, we'll talk about the main line, right? The 30th anniversary collection. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was also Saga Legends. There was Saga Legends, which was basically a continuation of what they did the year before with greatest battles and heroes and villains. And mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of like a greatest hit sort of thing uh, with a lot of main characters. And there was a lot of really cool stuff that came out of that. Uh, including things that I believe the fans were able to vote on as well. And right. um, we'll save that for the next episode just because this is such a huge and expansive um, subline to the 30th anniversary collection. So we're, we'll target the main line in this episode. We'll come back to that in the next one. Okay. All right. So, Dan, let's talk about the packaging for the 30th anniversary collection. So this was a far cry from what we saw in Saga Collection, which obviously you know harken back to the uh the original kenner look it was kind of a mesh between old and new um this was totally different from anything we had seen up to this point wasn't it oh abs absolutely and and one of the hardest to keep in mint condition with all of the <laughs> angles and, and the cuts on it and everything but i tell you what i really loved about this line um was uh, from the design point of view was the character um highlight in the corner mm -hmm. you know you you have you have the the film on the bottom to kind of identify what episode it was from and then you have the main character in the in the in the corner showing you like a, a hero image of it um and then the coin was below that and then the figure was on the on the bottom on the other side but the star wars 30th anniversary logo was such a such a strange layout because it was on a it was a square on an angle <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it was kind of tough to deal with which we'll uh, we'll touch base on that in a, in a little while but it was such a unique look at the time um like you said mm -hmm. compared to what we have and i don't know i kind of dug it to tell you the truth I, you know, I still think that this is probably the most, um, like, modern-looking, like, Star Wars packaging. Like, it, you know, for considering that it's 15 years old, it, it wasn't making any effort to, like, you know, stick with the heritage of the, you know, the, the vintage look. It was completely its own thing. Like you said, all the angles that it had, very angular, different, you know, corners, and the layout was different. And I still think it holds up. It, it still looks really distinctive and unique for, you know, Star Wars packaging. And I think if you saw this on the shelves today, I think it would still fit in just the overall design and look of it. Mm hmm Yeah, so um, let's talk about the first thing that they, that they put out there. So... Um, I believe the very first thing that they did was they released, because, you know, as you said, this was going to come with coins on each of these figures. They put out an album that you could buy to put all of those coins in. 
Um, but to get you to buy the album, they also gave you the very first figure in the in this 30th anniversary line, right? Which was Darth Vader. Yep. Yep. And and the Darth Vader figure was was a repack from from a previous year. Um, but it was still, you know, it's Darth Vader. Kids are going to want that, of course. And the the coin itself had enough slots to hold. Oh gosh, I can't remember exactly how many, but enough. Um, I know I filled it. Yeah, I still have mine and, in the other room. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, I came across, and and it also includes the first coin, so it has the Darth Vader coin um, to get you started, which was really right. cool. Right, and the artwork in this album was really great. Really great yeah, artwork. A nice collage through the at the time six film trilogy or trilogy? No, what's a six film? I don't uh, know. Six film. Yeah, six in the film. Double trilogy. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know now. Oh, could you imagine if they did that now with all the other films? But this was like a pipe dream because there there were no other films coming out. This was it was done, not over with. You know, as fans were like, okay, well that sucks, but we get it. The story has been told, and then we hear yeah. about Clone Wars coming, so we're excited about that. So then the 30th anniversary line. This is a huge celebration of Star Wars altogether. So you know, it's it's fitting. It's fitting. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, one of the cool things was that most of the waves of this line featured uh, a Macquarie concept uh, figure in each wave. Yes. Now, they had they had done uh, a Macquarie concept Stormtrooper figure uh, now at that time, like four years prior. It was mm-hmm. a fan's choice winner. So, so they had gotten that started, but this was definitely a nod towards towards Ralph and his contributions. Um, and as in fact, in the first wave, the stormtrooper was brought back as one of the first figures in the in the line. So that was a nice touch. A little bit of a deco change, but basically the same sculpt. Right. Yeah, it was uh, cool to see that again. It, it didn't have the glow in the dark lightsaber anymore, but uh, no. still nice that it came back. Um, and really cool that they, you know, had these themed waves, right? Each of the waves was based around a film. Um, the very first wave uh, after that Darth Vader with album came out was the uh, Revenge of the Sith, right? So, you know, this is 2007. You're only a couple years out from the movie. Uh, it's still hugely popular. Uh, the prequels are still fresh in people's minds. And, you know, it made sense that this was the first wave because you got some really good selections that had not yet been released mm-hmm. in the uh, in the previous um, Revenge of the Sith uh, base figure waves from other lines. So, uh, wave one consists of Galactic Marine, Mustafar Lava Miner, R2D2, Obi Wan Kenobi, Mace Windu, Airborne Trooper, Super Battle Droid, and uh, as you noted, the Macquarie Signature Series figure in this wave was the concept Stormtrooper. Right. Yeah, a solid wave. And, and another thing to point out, too, in this particular year in the packaging they did not skimp on accessories so r2d2 and the super battle droid comes with flame effects that can attach to the figure but they also connect to each other as well which made like the scene uh just just play out a little bit more and it's i I just really like how when they do stuff like that yeah it was it was a really neat thing uh and that's one of the cool things about this line you know as we go through the waves we'll get into it more but just the the unique accessories that a lot of these figures came with with, to interact with other stuff Uh um but yeah so this is a really great wave um 
And, uh, you know, we had gotten a lot of troopers between 2005 to 2006, but we hadn't gotten all of them. And, you know, the air airborne trooper was one we didn't yet have. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, Galactic Marine we didn't yet have. So it was nice to see them. I think the only airborne trooper we had was uh, a pre-paint, if you will, that came in one of the battle packs uh, from yes. Mace Windu's um, unique uh, squad. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's funny because that that's... Um one of the things I was kind of saying, like Hasbro just kind of made up their own thing for that purple airborne trooper. Like that wasn't seen on screen. That wasn't seen in any right. comic book or anything. They just sort of like, hey, we're going to tell part of the story as well. And Mace Windu, he likes purple. So we're going to have uh, a purple clone squad dedicated straight to him. And that was really cool because they kind of sprinkled that in over the years in different releases. But that purple clone trooper was not only the first one of that, but also the first time using this particular mold right yeah and they were really really popular too these clones uh you know people were army building you know they, they were buying multiples of these and it was hard to find them sometimes um during this time i was living in san antonio texas you know you know, big city mm-hmm. um and uh there was a lot of competition you know there were a lot of stores too there were quite a few targets at walmart's and i presume there's most of them are still there um, but, uh, there was a lot of competition and, you know, you'd run into people, you know, collecting these two. So, um, but yeah, great wave. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, as we go through each of these waves, uh, one suggestion you had is that we highlight a certain figure that maybe was the spot, the standout of the wave and could, could, uh, be mm-hmm. useful as a repack if Hasbro were to go back and revisit some of these characters. Um, what would you say from this wave would be the standout for you? Well, I, I think we might have given it away a little bit because we've highlighted him already in our conversation, but the Airborne Trooper. Yeah. For me, it was just it was such a cool figure to finally get, and it had a removable helmet, and then a nice little Easter egg. They had that little satchel that you could hide a blaster inside of. Right. Uh, well, behind, <laughs> really, which was kind of a nice little detail. Um but of all the figures, I mean, I do love the really oddball characters like the Mustafar Lava Miner. But uh, in this particular wave, I'd have to say one of my personal favorites would be the Airborne Trooper. Yeah, Airborne Trooper is great. And uh, we haven't really seen that since then, like this classic Yuta Power version of that of that Trooper. Uh, I know in the Gaming Greats or TVC that uh, they have done a... Um, the purge trooper i believe it is and it has kind of a similar similar helmet but they're still using the old clone body mostly from Mm -hmm. 2011 so um personally i prefer this sculpt i think it's a lot more proportionate and i'd prefer to see this come back rather than that what do you think yeah no absolutely um some of the articulation has improved over the years and you know they do the photo reel deco nowadays um, but I think this figure still holds up and would definitely fit in with uh, Vintage Collective. Yeah, absolutely. Or the Galactic Marine, I would say, too, is, is just a standout uh, for that wave and was really cool at the time. Yeah, and he was also one of the characters, if I remember correctly, when they were doing the, not not the fans repack vote, but th- there used to be a fans choice and they would pick like yeah. the winner from that. But the previous year, the Galactic Marine was very, very high up in the results and uh he he of the top if i remember correctly and this has been a while since i did this of the top 25 figures from 2006 i think like maybe 18 or 19 of them eventually got made 
so Hasbro really paid attention to the fans' input, you know, during during those years, during these years, really. Um, and pretty much, if you like, you didn't win, well, you still might get made if you were like the second or third choice or eighth choice, ninth choice. <laughs> they really were like hitting everything, which was they nice. Were. Yeah. They were. Um, so let's look at Wave Two. Wave Two is the Battle of Yavin. That's the theme, and I love this whole thing of theme waves. I think it was great. Uh, yes. Rebel Honor Honor Guard, Rebel Honor Guard, uh, Han Solo Smuggler, Luke Skywalker Yavin Ceremony, Death Star Trooper, Big Starklighter as Rebel Pilot, and the concept series figure for this wave was Concept Boba Fett. Right, and one one thing to note: this wave was originally planned for the Saga Collection, but they held it back because they wanted to include it in in the 30th anniversary line, and this came out very quickly after the first wave. So they really wanted to hit not only, you know, Revenge uh, Revenge of the Sith, because that was the most recent film, but also get a New Hope wave out there pretty early on because it's the 30th anniversary of A New Hope. Yeah, this this is cool. Uh, I like, I lo- this is a strong wave. You know, you, you got to have that OT stuff sprinkled in there and, you know, this mm-hmm. is a solid wave of doing that. And, um you know, some of it was stuff we'd kind of seen before, right? Han Solo, uh, Luke, Yavin, a Ceremony. I think we'd seen that in Power of the Force prior to this. Um, but it's still a strong wave. Rebel Honor Guard, that had never been done. Um, Death Star Trooper, I think we'd had an iteration of that. I believe that may have even been um, something we saw maybe during, like, Power of the Jedi. Did we get a Death Star Trooper somewhere in that time? Yeah. We had a power uh, power of the force two in a in a preposed running position, mm, um, that's right. which was kind of goofy, but it was, you know that worked. Um, the, the, a lot of I'm looking at these now, and it's so funny how how many of them have been upgraded since. Yeah, I think the Luke the Luke Yavin ceremony has been re released and repainted and fixed, but it's basically the same body. Yeah, I think I think they did. A, I believe they used like Ponda Baba's arms or something, and then they they did something. Yeah, there's a little. It's like a mixed. Uh, the most recent one they used some different parts on it and mm-hmm. new head, I believe. And you can um, you can see like um in, like in the Rebel Honor Guard and Han Solo, they still have the swivel joints for the arms and not the ball oh, joints. Yeah. <laughs> and. The uh, big Darklighter is just a reused X-wing body from from the past, but it's still it's an X-wing body. It's a, you know human male, good enough. Sure. But they've redone him over the years too. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And the concept Boba Fett, um, you know, such a cool figure, and I really liked how it had the two helmets, um, so you yes. can change up the looks. Yeah, and then the hidden the hidden uh, feature where his there's a blaster in his torso that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> That was kind of weird, but uh, yeah, I mean this this I mean for what for what it was, you know, it it uh, was definitely a great wave, and you know Han Solo with the uh, headpiece goes right in with the Millennium Falcon, which it turns out was coming the next year, but yeah, the big BMF, the BMF, yeah, I still see that in my head every day. I walked into Toys R Us for my shift, like just there at the front of the store. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Wave 3, A New Hope. You know, we're sticking with the OT. Wave 3 was uh, Darth Vader, Sith Lord, is uh, they, a brief, is what he was uh, referred to as there. Uh, Biggs Dark Lighter, Tashi Station, 
uh, Luke Skywalker, Moisture Farmer, Jawa and Lindroid, uh, Imperial Stormtrooper, Galactic Empire. Uh, the Macquarie figure was Concept Chewbacca, and then Myloom Onith and Ellis Helrot. So pretty expansive, uh, well-rounded Tatooine-focused wave, huh? Oh, yes. And this Darth Vader uh, that we got here, um, I believe this was a repaint, but what was really cool about this one was the accessories that he came with, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, like like we were saying before, uh, the accessories that they had in, they really pulled out all the stops, but this has a, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi cloak after he just wiped him out in the film. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a sculpted plastic. It's got the lightsaber sculpted into the cloak. And um, yeah, just like, just to think of, you know, you would never see that now. I mean, just the accessories that you got were, were insane. I mean, Luke, he had this towering moisture evaporator that came with him. Like, you would never see anything like that today. Oh, no, no. And and it, it was like you had to assemble it. <laughs> Some assembly required to make this, which was twice the size of the figure itself. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And a great, just a great accessory. I mean, that, that's the kind of world-building stuff that is so important to the three and three quarter inch line and to get things like this packed with individual figures uh was really something special right and and i i mean what we forgot to mention uh our favorite figure from the previous wave i'm gonna vote um, the quarry concept of fed i would i would agree with that i think that was the standout for that wave um but for this wave i'm gonna go with with an unusual choice but because of the pack-in. <laughs> so the, the Jawa, because he came with that extra little droid, which, which was actually yeah. quite, quite big. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have the Lindroid by itself. It wouldn't, it wouldn't sell, I would guess. But having it with the Jawa, and not only just a Jawa, but the Jawa that was the leader of that clan. If, if you, I remember looking at the film at the time, and there is one Jawa that wears like a light tan vest, and mm. he's the one talking to Uncle Owen, and you know, interesting. Biggs, Biggs is a great figure too because that was from the classic, you know, cut scene that uh, established the character before we saw him on Yavin in his X-Wing flight suit. Like we just saw, mm -hmm. you know, Biggs in his X-Wing suit. Now here's Biggs when he was on Tatooine. And if you don't know about this, it made no sense. But kudos right. to Hasbro for, hey, we do know about it and we're going to make a figure about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's totally true. And uh, I'm not, have you, have you watched the most recent episode of Book of Boba Fett? I did. Yeah, so. <laughs> that, was, that was a nice little um, Easter egg. It, for sure, for sure. And luckily we have figures of Camion Fixer as well, huh? Yes, yes. But, I mean, the the concept of Chewbacca is also outstanding. I mean, most of it these is. concept figures are just really, really great figures. I mean, for the time, there's some articulation and stuff like that that could be added to them. But uh, the fact that we got them was amazing. Yeah, it's great that those exist. Because um, it's hard to imagine them doing those these days. Um, but I agree. I think the jaw with the Lindroid is the standout for me as well. Um, you know, I love that whole everything, anything Tatooine, I love, love, love. That's like my favorite thing in Star Wars is Tatooine stuff. And uh, just being able to, to build out that scene, uh, the purchase of the droids. You know, Hasbro did give us each and every one of those droids over time. And 
um, to get one of them in here packed in with the Jawa. And, the, you know, you think about the figures themselves. The Jawa is great. That droid is great. I love the translucent dome and the little antennas and the posable uh, arm at the front. It's just a great mm -hmm. little accessory. Yeah, this 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 really was, um, like, like we've been saying, this was a great year for this kind of stuff. For sure. And uh, we can't we can't not mention uh, the two cantina aliens that came in this wave. Think about that. Two cantina aliens in a single wave. Um, we have uh, Mayum Onith, which is um, came with a bar section so that if you were collecting those bar sections they had put out years before, mm -hmm. um, you could have the rounded end of the section to continue building your, your scene. Right. Uh, had the two bar stools and the figure itself is is quite great and then of course ellis hellrot you know that's another uh unique alien you know very obscure alien that you don't even really see too well in the scene um but also came with a bar section as well so just fantastic overall yeah that that uh cantina bar section series they started in 2003 i think Back in back in the saga line, and then continued into 2004 with some repacks and and a couple of repaints, but uh, you're finally able to complete it with with these two accessories, and and you know each one is uniquely sculpted because it has to form that that circle, yeah. and then still connect to the other end of the bar, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, see how far 6.99 went back then. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a great wave. Um, after that, it was Return of the Jedi for Wave 4. Um, so this was Boba Fett animated uh, debut. So his uh, holiday special colors. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight. Uh, we had a CZ-4. Okay, this is the droid from uh, that we see in Jabba's Palace. Uh, Umpus Day, who's a Clatoonian, uh, the, uh, the drummer that plays the drums in the special edition. Uh, mm -hmm. The Macquarie concept figure was uh, Darth Vader. And then we also had Hermie Odell and uh, C-3PO and Salacious Crumb. That was a great wave for uh, Return of the Jedi. I was going to say Revenge of the Jedi, but that's like a totally different thing and <laughs> really getting uh, surreal here. But um, the the drummer comes with half of the drum. And for, you know, for a while, you're like, well, what about the other half of the drum? But that would come later. Yeah. Which was pretty, which was pretty awesome, and uh, you know the the Luke Skywalker, not my favorite figure, no, but it was <laughs> it was cool that they included. You know, you got to have Luke Skywalker, and of course, you know the holiday special Boba Fett was just so great, and probably the only acknowledgement from the holiday special, and <laughs> um, yeah. But which was pretty awesome, and the way that they did the card art on that was was really nicely done as well. Yes, definitely. I don't think we have seen this version of that figure come back since then, have we? No. Well, yes, yes. He was included in one of the um, one of the build a droids uh, that were Walmart exclusives uh, the following year. Mm, okay. In Legacy Collection. Cool. Yeah, and it wasn't necessarily from the holiday special, probably, but it was the same uh, the same deco. Ah, gotcha. All right. Other than that, um, yeah, Hermie Odell. We got to talk about Hermie Odell, don't we? Oh, that would be my vote. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, for my favorite of this particular wave would definitely be him, just because I have a soft spot for the big characters that you just wouldn't see anywhere else. Like this guy and um, what's what's the Ethan Mon was a yeah. really cool figure, you know. Um, but this is a guy from 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 uh, Jabba's palace. It's sort of like you blink and you miss him type of thing. But once you see him, you don't really forget him. Right. And the yeah. way they sculpted him and, and wrapped him in all the soft goods and everything, which was really, really nice. I don't know. I always I always dug this figure. He's, he's not pretty, but that's no. good Star Wars aliens. Yeah, it's good with Star Wars aliens. They're, they're not <laughs> supposed to be pretty. And this is uh, this is truly a, a character. This is truly one you look at that is unique for a Star Wars alien. And, you know, just has such presence if you put him in a Jabba's palace scene or in the sail barge. Um with the tongue hanging out and everything. And I think he had the articulated jaw. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, solid release. And just, I can, I can't imagine them bringing him back, but I think he would look pretty amazing on a, a TVC card. Right. They would have to do something else. I mean, I don't know that they could put him out on a normal card back because he's so big. There's no room for any of the card art and the bubble and vintage is so, you know, specific yeah. That uh, I don't know. You'd need a really, really large, <laughs> a large design for. So maybe a box set or something like that. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, and then C three PO and Salacious Crumb. Uh, this was really neat because I don't think we've ever, certainly not before then, and I don't think since then have we gotten C three PO with the green Java spit on him. <laughs> and um, the no. figure itself, you know, the eye thing, I think is you know it's a little gimmicky. It doesn't. It's not an ideal way to make it work because you know it just sticks out of the back of his head right. um but this is the one that i have on on my barge because you know in that scene he still has the spit on him he's got the eye coming out right so mm -hmm. uh that's what i have in my barge is this version of uh 3po and i hope that they go back at some point and find a way to make this even better and this was the if i remember right this was the first time that salacious crumb was released it was re-released several times since but this was the original way to get this particular figure, minifigure. I'm not sure what you call it. Accessory figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was definitely a unique thing. I'm glad that they tried back then. They, they weren't afraid to try new things with their figures. And this was certainly an example of that. Uh -huh. uh, but I agree. Uh, Hermiot, I would say, is, is the standout from this wave. Not not to, you know, no, no skin off the teeth of CZ4, which is also a pretty outstanding uh, figure. Right, and not to be confused with CZ3, the figure from Tatooine in Mos Eisley. <laughs> so there, there's a very subtle difference between the two droids, but uh, I'm surprised Hasbro never re-released this figure um, as a CZ3. Yeah, it's so, yeah. it's so, it's so good. It's such a good figure. And now, I because I'm collecting the Disney. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit behind, but the Disney Droid Factory protocol droids mm. I'm starting to um, <laughs> it's very difficult to collect them nowadays, but I'm starting to have all of the parts and I'm almost complete with a CZ three from the from the Disney Parks line. Oh, cool. um, but they made different colors for these as well, which makes it even more complicated. But uh, yeah, I, I, I dig I dig that one, too. Nice. All right, so let's talk about the next next wave. So this is the expanded universe wave, um, and yeah, this, um, is gonna, 
for me. <laughs> yeah, this is this was a stellar wave. This was probably one of the hardest waves to find in in uh, the whole the whole 30th anniversary line. But um, all right, so number 31, Roran Korob, the Jedi Knight from the uh, animated Clone Wars micro series, Ethorian mm-hmm. Jedi. Uh, Yoda and Kaibuk from the same series. Um, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, as Jedi Knight, um, also from Clone Wars micro series, we had the first appearance of Darth and only appearance of Darth Revan in the th- three and three quarter inch line, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darth Malak, uh, pre cyborg Grievous, which is kind of like you know concept art, um, how he looked before he was uh, you know the cybernetic General Grievous, and the Macquarie concept series figure was um, Star Killer Hero, so quite a way for sure. Right, that Starkiller hero is is when Luke was originally conceived as a girl, but then it spun off into Leia. It's kind of weird, but that was one of the one of the, if I remember right, that was one of the initial plots that they were going to have um, merge. Some of these characters were merged into others over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, little, little known fact here. Yeah, it's funny you say Yoda and Kaibuk because if you look at it, it's really Kaibuk with a little Yoda <laughs> thrown in. Um, but that uh, the, it, even though it's a beast, it's not really a figure. It's it's an outstanding sculpt. It's an outstanding deco, and the fact that we got something like that in a three and three quarter inch version is just uh, it's incredible because that's you wouldn't even think that they would make that right. Right. Yeah, the Yoda it, is a repaint from a different release, but uh, the Kaibuk was like, wow, that's where the budget went with this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing that that came out. I kind of wish I had more than one. Uh, the Kaibuk is just stunning. It's it's a work of art. It's such a unique thing. It's it's something we'll probably never see the likes of again. But the fact that they did it at least at one point in time, you know, complete with its articulated tail. I still remember the tail moves around. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's awesome. Totally awesome. Um, other than that, Roran Korob was another highlight, I believe. You know, yeah. I, I love Ithorians. They're one of my favorite alien species. And um, getting one as a Jedi, I, I think, was a really neat thing to see. Yeah, uh, there. I'm going to talk about that when we get further on down the line here. But that there was something special about Roran Karab and his uh, compatriots. That uh, again, this was not something that you would normally get in an action figure line. This would be a character that would be overlooked. But in this particular year, they definitely uh, they definitely didn't shy away from these D-list characters. Right. Yeah. Um, Anakin, you know, was, was neat. And then, uh, with the blue paint on him shirtless, mm-hmm. uh, and then Darth Revan and Darth Malak, you know, even back then, I didn't think they were the best figures, particularly Malak, but, um, you know, they were very popular characters and they still are. And, um, I, I, I mean, I have never played this game, but I do know all about the character because my son has played it and I've watched him play it many times. Um, but I don't. I think they're overrated. I don't. I don't particularly care for Malik, as you said. His the articulation was wonky, and and the, um, the the removable mouthpiece or whatever was was kind of kind of cool. But I, I don't. I don't know why they 
they <laughs> didn't really do that. You know, um, Revan is a very, very popular character, and I really don't understand why. But he looks great. It's just he's all plastic, so you can't really pose him. You can't really move him all that much. Yeah. And kind of the same thing with the concept grieve or the the warlord Grievous. Um, he's not very posable. No, and he's hard to stand. Right, and yeah, and when he put the cloak and stuff on him, he's he's very heavy. You know, so he, it's difficult for him to stand up. Yeah, but I mean, he, it was based on the concept art, and it looks just like it. So yeah, you can't go wrong with that. And it, I'm trying to remember what was there was a book, Star Wars Visionaries, that had this concept art on it and kind of went into the background of it. And you saw, if I remember right, you saw a little bit about his history in the Clone Wars series. Mm -hmm. So for what it was, they did a great job bringing all these elements to life. And, um, you know, it, it really was a great figure, but it's got some issues. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a fun one though. So it sounds um, like the standout for this wave would be the Kai book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> we're all, we're like jonesing over that thing. <laughs> yeah, um, Kai book is, is, is awesome. I love the Kai book. Yes. Now, would um, he be brought back these days? I doubt it. I, yeah, I, I doubt it too. You know, but uh, still, it's great that, that it was actually created at all, really. Right, it is. It's really is quite miraculous. Um, so the next wave, uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, we have Han Solo with Torturac. Uh, there is Lando Calrissian in his smuggler outfit for the very first time ever. Uh, General McQuarrie, Rebel Officer, for LOM, Bounty Hunter. And uh, McQuarrie concept series for this one was the concept Snowtrooper. Mm -hmm. So Lando basically, I, I used to think Lando stole Han Solo's he like raided his closet. <laughs> but now that we've seen Solo, it really was the other way around, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good point. Um Yeah, this is cool. And I remember this one at the time had been rumored for years. Like, oh yeah, Lando Carizine and Han Solo's clothes yeah. is is what people were saying. Um of course they couldn't put that on the card, right? That wouldn't make look very good um, right. but so it's lando calrissian in smuggler outfit and just the way they did the artwork of uh billy d williams wearing that outfit there on the card i think is pretty great he's like in the clouds like cloud city absolutely and and it's it's using the votc lando body for the most part um but it still works yeah it still works really you know it does uh, and, and I, again, this is another one I doubt we'll ever see revisited. Right. You know, as easy as a repaint as it would be for them to do, I, I agree. I don't think we'll ever see this again. Um, and let's talk about Han Solo with Torture Rack because, you know, another accessory that was just. Yes. Um, and, and, and I'm going to say kind of like Yoda with Kaibuck, I'm going to say this is my personal favorite because of the accessory, really. The figure itself is. Eh, you know, it, it, it's a very specific scene. So it looks great mm -hmm. when he's in the rack, but he looks weird when he's not. Right. But uh, this torture rack is so cool. <laughs> it is. It's great. It's great. It's just one of those pieces that, you know, it's hard to imagine seeing that these days. But 
you know, they they had a they were brave back then. They did some really uh, unique things, you know, to really build out the line. And yeah, it's a great piece for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else is in there uh, for LOM. Um, which, cool. Which was great. And I believe they uh, brought him back already. Um, yes. When when, v, v, uh, when Vintage started up, they brought him back not only in the single carded release, but also back when he was known as uh, Zuckus. Right. <laughs> and, and as a, as a Comic-Con exclusive, um, they did the 4LOM, and I call them 4LOM, you know, um, but 4LOM and Zuckus in the Kenner mix-up names. <laughs> which, yeah. If you don't know the story, that's well, that was pretty much it. They, they got them wrong. Yep. Um, but uh, as a kid, we didn't know that, you know. Yeah, nobody would have known that, yeah. But they fixed it. And I do have to say, so I have a little bit of a uh, story on the uh, General Macquarie. Okay. So this this is before the figure came out. I was at um, Celebration in L.A. So whatever that was. Was that four? Number four. I was there. Okay. Oh, Okay. So, so I was I was there, and there was a, a team that put together um, the book of Ralph Macquarie's artwork. Okay, and they had created a custom figure of Ralph Macquarie, which was which was basically what we see here. Only instead of a brand new head, they used uh, they used Chancellor Palpatine's head, and they had created it as as a special gift that they gave to me because I was part of the force cast and they were listening to the force cast and they were on the force cast many times and they knew that I was an action figure fan and they said, Hey Dan, we thought you would dig this. And they, they made more than one. They made a few of them, but I have one of those on the, uh, the saga collection card back from 2006, but it was a general, instead of major Bren Derlin, it was, it was general Macquarie. And I'm like, that is so freaking cool. (laughs) It is. Yeah. You know, and then Hasbro was like, oh no, 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 no. We we can't see this. We can't do that because of course the next year they were already planning this version. Uh-huh. But we didn't we didn't officially know that at the time. Right. Yeah, it's it's a great figure. And I think this is the only Ralph McQuarrie figure that uh that we have, isn't it? Yes. And and this is a blink and you miss it cameo scene in the film. But uh, you know, such a such a tribute, especially during this year when you have all these concept art concept art figures coming out to actually include the man himself. Right. Yeah. It's which just, is pretty cool. Such a cool thing. Such a cool thing. And uh, like we've been saying all along, they've definitely pulled out all the stops this particular year, and they did a lot of great uh, nods to not only great figures but also the history of of Star Wars in general. Oh, for sure. They certainly did. Um, all right, so next wave, Return of the Jedi once again. Uh, this time we have some Ewoks. We have Rumba and Grok in a two-pack. Uh, we have a Tycho uh, Selchu, the A-Wing uh, pilot. Uh, we have uh, Anakin Skywalker Jedi Spirit. You know, very first time that the Hayden Christensen um, Anakin Spirit was uh, put into the three-and-three-quarter-inch line. Uh, R2-D2 with Cargonet. And the concept for this, uh, for this wave is Han Solo. Yes, and, and, and this is, again, this is a Han Solo that kind of sp- 
spun off into the Han Solo we know and also a Ben Kenobi. So that was a weird amalgamation <laughs> between those two characters. Um, but th- again, a fun wave. I almost, I did we ever, I'm trying to remember, did we ever get any more spirit figures like this? Anakin is here, but did we ever get an Obi-Wan and a Yoda in this style? Uh, no, because the last, um, the last Obi-Wan would have been in the uh, OTC is when they mm-hmm. gave us that one. And I think Yoda would have been in, in the cinema scene three pack. Uh, from Power of the Force 2. Well, I remember we got Yoda like this with the with the see-through cloth, but that was in 6-inch Black Series. Right, Black Series. So we never we never finished off these characters. Huh, that's something to think about, I guess. Yeah, it is. And this was like I really liked this Anakin. I you know, I know some people maybe didn't, but um uh other than the soft kids being kind of hard to to work with, I I really thought that they they really did a good job on like the sheer like Sort yeah. of look where they did that. Yeah, and and Tycho Selchu is another one of those expanded universe characters. Well, now they're called Legend Legends characters. Um, that was from the novels or the comics, one of the two. But they retroed him into uh, the film. Like he right. was never identified on screen, but they said, "Oh, you know this guy that did this thing." Well, that was this character. You didn't know that, but now we're telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was cool uh, r2d2 you know if you have an indoor diorama you got to have the cargo net that this one comes with and it's not just the cargo net he also has the uh um uh, what would we even call the the, the sticks the, uh that he, the stretcher yes yes the stretcher that yeah the stretcher they carried him around in and, and were going to roast him i don't know they were gonna roast on <laughs> solo but i don't know what they had planned for maybe because he couldn't you know wheel through the terrain of of endor so well mm. but uh yeah i mean you know the the cargo net is pretty massive and it's pretty pretty cool and i believe um if i remember correctly yes here's a picture of it you you can fit a lot of figures in that cargo net yeah that's so cool that's so cool I'm going to go with the Ewoks for this one. And it's a weird thing because when I, I don't know if, if, if this was the case for you, but Ewoks were hated when, when Return of the Jedi came out, which is like, oh my God, little teddy bears. Really? This is so stupid. But they have become so popular and, and beloved by the fan base over, over the decades, over time. And just to get, um, now we have gotten two Ewoks in the past, obviously back away in the Power of the Force two um, days. Uh, but I don't know. I kind of dug these guys, and they've been the bodies anyway have been redone many, many times since then. But I think this was the first time that the these particular short little Ewoks were uh, were used. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely fun and. Yeah, it's kind of like Jar Jar, right? Like, you know, people hated on him initially, but, you know, a lot of people have come around uh, in the opposite direction, which is interesting. Yeah, I it, it's, uh, I don't know. I always thought that the concept of the Gungans was really way cooler than Jar Jar Binks. And I <laughs> I wish that that, uh, that had, he didn't have such the stigma that he ended up having. Mm-hmm. This was a great idea. Definitely. I think my favorite of this one, uh, of this wave, was the Anakin. Because, I, I don't know, I just really liked 
really like the the way they executed the, the ghostly appearance and i just love the card art too um i think you know it's it's got a, like quite a hero image of um of anakin there with the i like the stars like kind of like he's like a spectral yeah. sort of figure it's just a neat little way that they handled that i'll go for that i'll i'll, I'll take that one for sure that was awesome i i like it we'll say we'll say anakin for that one i like that okay I'm actually opening them up in tabs so we can we can go down at the very end and see. Uh, which nice. Best. <laughs> we'll say Anakin. All right. Huge thanks to Dan Curto for joining me on this episode. In our next episode, we'll be focusing on part two of Hasbro Star Wars: The 30th Anniversary Collection. We'll be looking at the last few waves of mainline figures and then we'll go into all of the vehicles multi-packs and all the other fun stuff that accompanied this line as always i want to thank you hugely for tuning into cantina chatter podcast Uh, be sure to give us a rating wherever you're listening whether it's on spotify apple podcasts uh, anywhere out there in the universe that you're enjoying this show youtube uh, give us a thumbs up i hope you enjoy the show Uh, Let me know your thoughts. What is your favorite figure that we've talked about so far? Let me know down in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. And um, stay tuned for the next couple parts of this this series focusing on the Hasbro Star Wars Modern Toy Line retrospective in which we will finish the 30th anniversary collection and then the Saga Legends, um, which was a spinoff. Uh, that was adjacent to the 30th anniversary collection. So all that's coming. Stay tuned. We'll have the next episode up next week. Until next time, no matter where you're tuning in from out in the galaxy, be well, be safe. May the force be with you. Until next time. Bye-bye.